welcome to the Pleasurable Success Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rose, and business success and mindset coach, speaker, corporate dropout turned entrepreneur, and the host of the Embodied Coach Masterclass. And I am on a mission to inspire as many people as I possibly can to step into their power, recognize their unconditional worthiness, and ultimately build a life they are absolutely obsessed with. And through this podcast, I will be spreading my message along with some powerful guest speakers, and we will be talking all things business strategy, mindset, manifesting, and of course, making your success a pleasure-filled experience. So join us in making our reality exceed our wildest dreams. Hello, my sweet ones. Welcome back to Pleasurable Success. I am so excited for our guest today. We have an incredible, powerful, and like really multi-dimensional woman, and that is the theme of our podcast today. I'm going to go ahead and allow her to introduce herself to you, and then we'll dive into all the juiciness. Yay. Hi, Thanks so much for having me, babe. I'm, I'm just super excited about this collab, and I'm super excited to just jam with you and jam with your audience and jam with your people and your community for the next however long we go. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Kira Noel and I am a multidimensional creator and I like to say muse as well because I think we're our own best muse. Um, I guide visionary souls, body-based leaders, feminine entrepreneurs on a journey back home to themselves but also really recognizing that you know our mission, our dharma, our, our purpose in the world is, is really to, to be fully expressed, you know, and I really, um, I have such a passionate drive, like an insatiable desire to uh, guide other women, female entrepreneurs into a really expansive and beautiful experience in their business, you know, allow their soul growth to be just a reflection in their business, you know, allow all parts of them to be on the table, to be seen, to be honored. Um, and uh, yeah, really create you know, monumental success, like legacy caliber success by just being the truth of who they are. And I'm excited to just dive into whatever juiciness is going to come up together. Me too. I will also say that this collab was a requested collab (laughs) by (laughs) our dear friend, Riley. So shout out Riley for making this happen for us. (laughs) Amazing. Well, I'm so happy to have you here. And I would love to just get an overview of how you got to where you are today and what's that journey been like for you? Because there's a lot of women listening who are probably like, wow, I want to be what Kira is doing. I want to, I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. Um, has this always been your life? Like, has this always come natural to you? What has kind of led you to this point? Yeah, I love, I love this question. And I also never fully know how to answer it because it's such a loaded question, you know, and, and it's so like, is. well, how much time do we really have you know, <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> to go into this? Um, so I will say that, you know, helping others, holding space for others, serving others, and just being super passionate about doing something in the world, you know, and really having that that desire for, for more. Yeah. It's like, not that what what's here isn't enough. And I think this is like a little bit of a trap that we get into. It's like, Oh, well, if I want more, that means where I'm at is not enough. And that's not the case. It's just like, I want to, I want to squeeze out every last drop of this life, you know? And so that desire and that, um, you know, married with the, just this like heartfelt, I don't know, warmth to help others has always been there that I can for sure, for sure say, however, you know, the confidence and the power and, um, the kind of really landing in who I am, that's been a journey, you know, like, I feel like I've been on a lifelong journey to land deeper back into myself, you know, to come home and, there's been many catalysts along the way. I, I suffered from a severe eating disorder. Um, I actually had to take time off university. Well, my parents pulled me out of university because I was resisting that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I took time off university to really dive deep into my own inner journey. And so I was in my late teens, you know, I was so young. And while I was actually healing and recovering, I was sexually abused as well. So there's, you know, there was 
two back-to-back and very deep dark nights of the soul um, for a very young and tender girl, you know, and that girl still is within me. And, and I have so much compassion for her because she had every reason and, and truthfully right to just say, Hey, you know what? Fuck this. Like, I'm going to close down. This world is a scary place. I feel like I don't belong. My, my body doesn't feel like home. My surroundings don't feel like home. The people around me don't feel like home. And yeah, there is every reason for her to just shut down and, you know, bless her because it's that version of me that I still remember, you know, it's, it's going to make me emotional. It, it still carries me to this day. And, um, yeah, so those are like the two big catalysts. And I was, you know, I was young and I remember even (laughs) in my late teens, um, my parents were my biggest supporters in all of this. And, there got to a point where they actually didn't know what more to do. You know, I saw counselors, I saw therapists, I saw you name it. And one day my dad, he, he came to me and he was like, Hey, like I've booked you a plane ticket to go to Tony Robbins. And at this point, I had no idea who Tony Robbins was. I really wasn't into the personal development world at that point. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so like little tender, vulnerable, insecure me uh, took that plane ticket, flew to Chicago. I'm from Toronto in Canada. So flew to the States and really got her ass kicked at, <laughs> at Tony Robbins event alone. Um, but it was, you know, it was just a series of events that it was almost like life's way of humbling me and and bringing me to my knees that there was almost like no other choice but to choose this path you know Mm -hmm. and that has just been a compounding experience for I mean up until this day you know up until this moment that we are speaking and um it's only actually been in the last two, three years that I've, I've actually created a container, a business to, to really take everything that I've been through from, you know, late teens to early twenties to mid twenties to now late twenties. Um, and really look at myself in the mirror and say, you have something to share here. You have something to bring to this world and this needs to be shared, you know, mm-hmm. this needs to be expressed. And, and yeah, I don't know if that answered your question, but I feel like there's so many paths we could go down with that. No, that's so beautiful. And I, I wrote some down some things that I would love to um, just go go deeper into with you. And the first one was like, I can't not share my story. Mm. I cannot sh- I cannot not share my journey with people mm. because mm. there's so much medicine inside of what you have experienced and your life and all the obstacles, right? There's so much medicine inside of that. Mm -hmm. And for the woman who maybe has this little like intuitive nudge of like, oh, like I know I have such a story that can change lives and can shift paradigms and can actually leave that legacy that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. What got you to the point where you actually felt this sense of like, duty, like a sacred Mm -hmm. obligation to actually share this? And what would you say to the woman who was like on the edge? I love this question. I actually have chills as you're saying this. I love this question. Um, So I'm going to get a little bit weird here. And I I don't mean this in a religious way at all. I am not. I I love it. (laughs) But in in a very, you know, spiritual way, there is, there's this one, I'm also born on Christmas. So I resonate I resonate to the, like the, the unconditional love of that frequency, you know? Um, anyway, there's this Bible quote and it, and it goes, I'm going to butcher it, but it goes something like, um, what you keep inside of you will destroy you. What you, or what you don't bring forth will destroy you. What you bring forth will save you or something like that. Yeah. And essentially the message is, you know, what you are meant to share, you, you can't cut it off. You can't hide away from it. You can't, eat it away. You can't exercise it away. You can't fuck it away. Like it's, it's going to come out. And the more that we just, it'll, it'll feel scary because it's all of you being seen. Yeah. It's all of you being, um, 
you know, vulnerable and intimate with the world. And, and the paradox is we, we so deeply crave to be intimate with the world and each other and, and just have an intimate experience, a connected experience to ourselves yeah. and to life. And it's also the very first place that we can so easily shy away from. And, you know, to the woman who feels like she has that like calling that she just can't get away from, you know, it's like, even if I tried to get away from this, I couldn't, right. Mm -hmm. That is, you know, that's a gift and it may seem like, oh, who am I to do this? Right. And the easy thing to say is, well, who are you not to do it for sure? But, you know, to, to have, to just have that nudge, you know, to have that desire is, is such a blessing. And I think the more that we can actually um, hold that nudge and that frequency and that insatiable desire for, you know, expressing ourselves and being connected with so much more gratitude and so much more compassion, it's like, it's not necessarily about the end goal and like, yes, it's the legacy, but it's, it's the walk that you take. Yeah. It's like, yes. remember the walk that you take. And, and so give that insatiable desire that just like every day is pinging at you, like give it grace. Yeah. Like give it attention, give it your love. And just, it's almost like nurture that desire and that desire is going to lead you. Yeah. Versus mm. figuring out what you need to do to prove the desire. Right. That makes sense. Yes. Or talk yourself out of the desire. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's actually funny that you bring that up because today, as I, as I was getting ready for the podcast, I was just thinking about how many, how many women there are like talking themselves out of their desires because Mm -hmm. they're big and they're scary and we haven't been taught to hold them and we don't really know where they lead us. Mm -hmm. But I love that you mentioned continuing to have and like walk with gratitude for that mm-hmm. because it really is a gift mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. totally and and I'll add on to it too like the the driving force because that whisper that you're talking like we're talking about ladies who are listening to this that whisper it just becomes a scream <laughs> that oh. you cannot ignore and whenever you do decide to listen, like it is inevitable. I will say that to some extent, um, even if it just serves one person, mm-hmm. you know, like that's, that's a beautiful impact in itself. Mm-hmm. Totally. Oh my God. Totally. Yeah. And you know, I like, I really love that because I think that's what, you know, what holds us back actually the most is just like, oh my God, like I have this big vision. And then it's like, I need to live out this big vision tomorrow. And I get that, you know, I'm, I definitely have that big ambitious Capricorn energy. That's like, yeah, let me just do it all. And I can do it all yep. tomorrow. And then some, you know, totally. um, but I, I've really gotten to become super present with, um, the nuances, you know, and how powerful the nuances of this journey are. And, and that's actually why too, I'm very passionate about being a body-based business coach and like leader because, because I've had such a journey of coming home to this physical vessel, but also knowing that this physical vessel is like the intersection of the tangible and the intangible world. So Mm -hmm. it's like, yes, we can hear intuition. Yes. We can feel all of the things. Yes. We can, you know, have all the emotions, but like this vessel is the translation system. Yeah. And so it's like, we, in, in order to translate our, our, you know, our big visions that we see and we fantasize about in our mind and that we know we're meant for, and like the intuitive inner GPS nudges that are coming through us, there's gotta be a bridge and the body is that bridge. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's only been, you know, I would say these past, I would, you know, 18 months or so, 16, 18 months that, um, I've really just devoted to bringing forth that medicine um, because I've been doing it my whole life, not just in a business way, but for myself, you know, truly tuning into my body saved me. And it's, it, it, it has been my guiding light for, you know, decades now. Um, And so I, I really, really am so passionate about 
you know, those nudges are not an accident. You know, those nudges are not just, oh, that's cute. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Let me just continue on living. Those nudges are there for a reason. And um, yeah, slowing down to the sacredness of, you know, what our body is telling us and that we are literally getting feedback from, you know, something greater than us to move through us is like, how can I not hold this with so much, you know, grace and tenderness and gratitude and and also passion, you know, to Mm -hmm. live this out. Yeah. Mm, I love that you bring up a body-based business, you know, that's like uh, my, my deep passion because mine was actually quite the opposite. Like I completely neglected and ignored my body and everything that it told me for decades and decades and decades. Um, because I didn't even think, I didn't even think that that was like a thing. I was like, no, you think with your mind, you know, you don't listen to your body. You listen to your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was actually something when you were talking earlier about like resisting leaving university. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even though your body was like, you know, probably screaming, like mm-hmm. leave, leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know personally that, that, that switch of like, my mind is telling me this, but my body is craving this and trusting Mm -hmm. your body is such a journey in itself. Mm -hmm. Um, and so what, what was the resistance? What was the resistance to leaving university? Mm. Wow. I've never been asked that question. This is, this is cool. I like it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. People are always just like, Oh, cool. You went to university. Like you got a business degree, you did your thing. And I was like, yeah, no, it was hell for me. Like it was hell. And so I think there's, there's a couple layers to this. Um, there was a resistance from my mind. Like you said, you know, there's a resistance from my mind and an identity that I had to be a you know, a a successful businesswoman before I explored Mm -hmm. this whole path, right? Remember, this is like late teens. I was still like literally a teeny bopper at this point. Like I was still a baby. Um, I was actually 17 when this happened. So yeah, I went to university young and also left university young and then went back to university to finish my degree. So the resistance there that I was tuning into was, you know, my, my body was screaming, this is, this is soul suicide. Like this, this is not what you're meant to do. You're not meant to sit in a cubicle. You're not meant to be here nine to five. You're not meant to learn about how to sell widgets, you know, from 1942, like none of this is feeding you. Um, but my mind, one held on to the identity of being that, you know, successful businesswoman, right? So to not follow through on that identity, I was like, what? where's the safety, right? But the other thing too, the deeper resistance was I still was holding on to, you know, wounds from my childhood of wanting to please my dad. And so to stay in university was really like the deeper layer to that was if I stay in university, I still get daddy's love. Right. Mm, And so there was a really big feeling of if I'm not in university, even though, even though he saw how sick I was, even though he was an advocate for me to take time off, even though all of that, there was still a deep part of me that felt, holy shit, if I'm not in university, I might like his love might abandon me. Right. I might Mm. not live up to his expectation. And all I wanted to do was prove that I was like good enough for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know, internal childhood wounds and patterns mixed with my mind saying, Hey, like this is an identity thing. Then coupled with resistance from my body being like, no, this is not for you. This is not the truth of who you are. This is not what you're meant to do right now. You know? Um, and ultimately I did listen to my body and I I took a year off university. Um, I did go back and finish my degree after that, but I never worked in a cubicle or I I never worked in a traditional job after that because, um, I, I took the assignment, you know, I heard, it was like, I heard God literally on my knees so many times during my recovery of like, you are meant for so much more and your body's your GPS there. Mm, I have chills. (laughs) I have so many chills and I'm so happy that I asked that question. Um, because it, it just when like you were first explaining your story, like 
the resistance to university really stood out to me because it's just a, such a symbolic, like, you know, it's, it's very symbolic because there's so many women who are getting called to do something that their mind is like, bitch, no, <laughs> like, what do you mean? That's not the right path. Mm-hmm. That's not the path to success. Mm-hmm. That's not what you're supposed to do. That's not what your parents want you to do. People mm-hmm. are going to judge you, right? There's so much resistance collectively as a society to doing the thing that you're not supposed to do, even mm-hmm. when your body is like, no, go, go mm-hmm. follow it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would love for you to speak to maybe that past version of you, but for the woman listening, like that big, scary thing and trusting your body, trusting your desires. Mm -hmm. What point, what was the shift that was like, no, I I can't not listen to this anymore. I have to trust my body. Totally. So it got to the point where, I mean, I'll give you some hindsight. Fuck yeah. I love hindsight. (laughs) Yeah. Like the hindsight vision, but in it, in it though, truthfully in it, the thing that was a tipping point for me was feeling like, okay, I'm sitting with this resistance to drop deeper into my body and to actually live out these desires. Yes. But the resistance to go back to where I was and to, to let my mind lead was so much more, um, constrictive. It was so Mm -hmm. much more, um, it was harsh, you know, it, it really, I wouldn't say it was scary, but I could, it, the contrast of those, it was a contrast. That's all it was, is I felt the contrast of, oh my God, going back into a situation, you know, of what I should do felt like I could not breathe. It felt something. Mm-hmm. And the excitement and the fear of my desire yeah, it was there, but it didn't feel suffocating. It was expansive. And the, and, and for me as a human, this may resonate with, you know, the woman listening, but for me as a human being and and who I know I am to be, I actually, I learn through contrast, you know, it's Mm. like, I, I can, I can feel the experience of what I don't want. And then I can also feel the experience of what I do want. It's like, I, I need to feel those that contrast. Yeah. And sometimes, um, and it doesn't have to be dramatic, but it's just, if you know what you don't want, you're going to be opened up to what you do want. Right. And so that was a big thing for me. You know, I was in university and it was my final year. And I, and I just, it was like a bunch of self-talk of, I'm just going to get through this. And I know that what's on the other side of this is so much bigger than I can even comprehend that I'm going to like, it's going to be okay. Right. But I, I know for a fact that if I choose anything, that's a traditional way of doing life. That's a traditional way of doing business that just puts me into a mold. I'm literally going to suffocate. Like it felt like suffocation. So I graduated from university and I, and I never looked back, you know, I traveled the world. I did all of these beautiful courses. I went into energy work. I was a yoga teacher. I taught retreat. Like I did so much. Yeah. And not necessarily because I needed to do it, but the path just kept unfolding for me. You know, it kept leading me and guiding me and leading me and guiding me. Um, Yeah. I feel like that (laughs) feels good. It's the contrast. It was a contrast experience. I love that. And I love that you spoke to like the like contraction and the suffocation Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of women and I know I've had this conversation with them. They feel like they're suffocating. Yeah. And I think it's really important to take note of that because your breath, right? That's your life force. Mm -hmm. And if you're putting yourself in a position that is literally suffocating you, you are cutting yourself off from life, from being alive, Mm -hmm. right? Even if your heart's still beating, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like, and I, and I know because I've been like, when you were describing that, I was like, oh my God, yes. Every day when I would step into the doors of my nine to five job, it was like, I can't breathe here. And 
wow, it's actually just such a full circle moment. And we're even talking about this because I actually, I went multiple trips to the hospital saying to the doctors, I cannot breathe. And they're like, no, you're fine. I'm like, no, I can't take a deep breath. Mm. Like, and and they wouldn't believe me, but Mm. there wasn't necessarily something very physical, right? It was stress. It was misalignment. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, Yeah. I just wanted to share that because I think you can relate. (laughs) Oh my gosh, babe. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. That's, that's big. I can feel that. And, you know, as you say that, that, that suffocating feeling is, um, yeah, it's, it's our, it's our body talking to us. Right. And both being really passionate about body-based leadership, like this is huge. And it's not something that our mind can even, will even should try to intellectualize. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't come. It's like, our feelings don't come from that place. They don't come from mm. an intellect. That's why there are feelings. Right. So, um, you know, and something you just kind of reminded me of in that moment, it's like the feeling of suffocation. Yeah. The feeling of like, that you can't breathe is, is a very real sensation, right? And to listen to that sensation is, you know, is what we are here to do for sure, to discern which, which path we're going on. Absolutely. But with that, you know, and, and I think this is important to share, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh yeah, doing business is a walk in the park, you know? And <laughs> oh Yeah that free, that fear, excitement frequency, like it's, it's on the same frequency. Yeah. The fear and the mm-hmm. excitement. And, you know, there's mornings where I wake up and it's just like anxiety, just like floods my body because there's like a bigness happening or I'll post something on just before I post something on social media. It's like, I get all the feels, you know, I'll get sweaty and I'll get chills and it'll be like almost like a vulnerability hangover. Like those things are very real experiences that, you know, as a business owner, and I, and I feel like it's just like the fear excitement frequency is a perfect illustration of it as a business owner. Like you are, you are committing to walk with duality. You are committing to walk with that polarity and, and that's okay. That doesn't mean that there's something wrong. That doesn't mean that there's something bad. It just means that you're actually, you know, your skin's in the game, you're doing it. Um, And I think there's just been a little bit of an over exaggeration of, you know, feminine business just means that it's all ease. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and while that's true, it's like the ease is how we approach the situation. It's like, okay, cool. What am I going to do with this? Am I going to throw like my, you know, inner feminine kind of flimsy hissy fit, or can I actually put my boss babe hat on and and see this from a new perspective? Right. Um, But yeah, I think it's just, you know, these nuances I've just learned throughout my whole journey, you know, how important they are of like, okay, suffocation and feeling like, you know, you and I both, it's like, we can't breathe. That's a huge indication of me being out of alignment, but me feeling a little bit afraid and me feeling like a vulnerability hangover. That's okay. That's me opening myself up to actually let more life in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That discernment is everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually really, really, I'm glad you spoke to that because I think that there's a little bit of like an over overlap of like, oh, well, I feel contraction about showing up on social media and speaking my truth. And it's like, is it contraction or is it fear saying like, this is new and this is scary. This is something there's uncertainty there. Um, and in addition to that too, speaking on like the, the feminine led business and infusing ease. I actually wrote, just wrote an entire post on this. So it's hilarious that, (laughs) but also of course you bring this up. Um, there's your entrepreneurial journey journey is not going to be easy, but you have a choice to infuse ease into it. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, I think like a different way of just saying exactly what you just said. It's, it's the condensed way. And I'm all here for it. <laughs> like simplify it. Sometimes I'm just like, I'll go on a ramp and no. it's just like <laughs> shit comes out. But I love that you just condense that to like, you know, chef's kiss kind of one line. Model, you know? <laughs> I just, I literally was like, I just wrote a post on this so I can just like, it was the cap, the hook, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love it. That's amazing. Oh, thank you for speaking to that. Okay. I also want to talk to you about musing. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Okay. So, okay. 
musings as in my podcast musings as in how, where do you, where do you want to go down with this? Where do you want to, let's talk about musing, musing and how, why not how, but why it is so important to be your own muse. And we can also go into like the multidimensional aspect of it too, because that's, I think that'll speak to my audience as well. Okay. Okay, cool. So let's start with the multidimensional aspect of it. Um, I realize that word gets thrown around so much in just like the space and, you know, there's a lot of buzzwords and like cute words and that's cool, but it actually, you know, just, I can, I can honestly say that just as me dropping into my body has truly saved my life in so many different areas. Um, the context of multidimensional and, and allowing that to be a context that holds me and my expression in this life, that has also saved me because I, I spent part of that suffocating feeling was trying to, um, you know, show three sides of a diamond and not show all sides of the diamond. Right. Ooh, yes. And so I, I lived a lot of my life, you know, like being the girl who, you know, did well in school, not because I really wanted to, but because I was hard on myself and wanted to please my dad. So, you know, being the girl who did well in school and then also being an athlete, but then also being really girly and also being super feminine and just like wanting to be this hopeless, romantic, mushy, sensitive thing, right? And having all having main uh, major contrasting experiences, but feeling like I was almost wrong for having that. Yeah, yes. and there was actually a lot of shame about... Um, because I just didn't fit one mold, I almost carried the shame and guilt within me of like, well, who am I really? And am I really authentic? Because I have all of these things, all these passions, you know, that I love to do and I love to experience and not from necessarily an outsider perspective, but it, it was, it was almost like an identity crisis for me, you know? And, and I'm like, well, do I need to pick one? And then business will tell you now you need to go pick one niche. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, so I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and school will go tell you to just like choose one course. Right. And so it was all these like pigeonholing of like, I just felt like I just kept hearing to choose one thing and one thing and one thing. And, and and I was neglecting, you know, the, the bigness of who I am. And so it wasn't, I don't, I don't even know where I heard that word first, but it wasn't just like, oh, cool. I saw that. And <clears throat> that feels good. I, I literally heard that word and it, and it like, it struck a chord in me, you know, and, um, and I, and I adopted it as, as like my own savior in a way, not in like, oh my God, save me. But it, it really, it spoke to me so deeply that, I, it held me like I, I can't even put it into words that what that word really means to me because it really is <clears throat> it's a safe container where I can just like rest easy and know all parts of me are welcome all parts of me are home all parts of me can be seen here and I don't have to choose one or make one better than the other the only thing that I actually need to do is really tune into what's alive in this moment who wants to show up? Which part of me wants to show up in this moment? And that's been, you know, that's, that's the trust exercise of life right there. You know, it's like the context that holds me is to be a multidimensional woman and to be a multidimensional woman means to trust your expression in every moment. And now marry that with business. And you've got this massive pattern interrupt in society that they're like, wait, first of all, who are you to be a business owner? Second of all, who are you to let your sensitivity be in business? And third of all, who are you to even give yourself permission to do any of this? You know? So mm -hmm. it's that whole experience and journey um, was probably the biggest coming home that I've had ever. And it still is, you know, a North star for me. I actually have a North star tattooed on my wrist and that's what it's for is like to always remember my own, my North star. Yeah. Um, and that energy is the energy of a muse, you know, that is the one where the, the woman who can really, um, Mary integrate and dance with all parts of herself. She walks through life as a muse. She really does. And not from an egoic perspective, but you just look at 
at females who have that energy and you're like, wow, I don't know what they're on, but whatever it is, I want some of that. And that's the energy of, you know, being a muse and being your own muse and allowing your musings, AKA your experience, the embodiment, your energy, your essence to, to just speak for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have so like, literally, I don't know if you can see these goosebumps <laughs> yeah. all over my fucking body. <laughs> I don't know if you have watched love, sex and goop, goop. yet. I haven't, but I've, everyone's been telling me to watch it. Watch it. There's this one part where she's like, you know, goosebumps are a sign that every single one of your pores is having an erection. And I'm like, I'm having erections on every single pore right now. (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. Yes. It's amazing. But I just, I just want to like take a second to thank you Mm. because that right there means so much to my inner child and I know to the inner child of the, and probably even still the woman that they are today who thinks that they need to fit themselves in a box and in a category. Um, it is the ultimate permission slip to be all of you. And so I just want to say thank you because that work is so incredibly needed. And the more we have multidimensional women who own that, right? Who own that they're actually not in a box. They don't need to pigeonhole themselves. They get to be all of it, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. the more beautiful this world will be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think it's actually quite funny because, you know, you, you think about the girls that maybe I I know for me personally, what, as I was a, a kid and a kid and a teenager, I would look up to these women who like seemed to like know who the fuck they were. And they were like dressed, you know, in their style and they had this attitude and that was like their attitude. And then I was like, oh, but like, should I be like that? Right. Mm -hmm. And then I, and then I try to be like that, but then I'd be like, oh, but there's this other woman who's like really soft and really feminine and "Ah." And I'm like, should I be like that? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. There's all this, like, oh my God, like, who, who am I? And that's mm-hmm. that identity crisis that I know mm-hmm. I experienced. I'm sure that listeners have experienced this to some extent. It's like, really, who am I? Mm-hmm. And that right there is so restricting mm-hmm. because you think that you're supposed to be a type. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Oh my God. And yeah, mm-hmm. like, so I just, I just want to praise you and say, thank you oh. because so many women need that permission slip to be this like, gothic badass rock star and the girl romantic who wears pink and is very feminine and gets her nails done and mm. you know I, I like to say I'm a luxury dirt bag I am like yeah. a, <laughs> I go rock climb and camp and you know pee in the woods and all of that and then I'm also like no I need like a really sexy luxury jeep and a really nice <laughs> um, apartment I want to get my hair done and wear cute makeup like and the more I would try to like, no, I need to just be that outdoorsy girl or no, I just need to be, it's like, I'm cutting myself off from my truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Chills. Goose erections. Goose erections. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, so it's exactly that babe. Literally. I mean, thank you. I received that so deeply and you just said it, you know, it's like the moment that you try and literally pick one you're cutting yourself off from your truth and I hear you you know I actually love that luxury dirt bag right (laughs) I I feel that you know I I grew up with all all males my family was dominant in males it was like more uncles more boy cousins I have just I I only have a brother like I like it was just I was surrounded by guys all the time Mm -hmm. and and yet I'm a, I'm a deeply feminine being, you know, and my mom would always say, she was like, you know, your sensuality is going to get you in trouble one of these days. Right. And it, and whatever, bless her. It wasn't, it wasn't manipulative or in a weird way. It was just totally. at that time, you know, that generation, that was their truth. Um, but I, I get, I feel that, you know, I feel that when I grew up playing basketball, like basketball was my first love. Me too. <laughs> I was, oh my gosh. Oh, I love that. Really? That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I played basketball for like 15 years, like really high level. And my dad was like, you need to go like 
honestly wanted me to go to university of Russell. And I was like, no, fuck no. Like, this is just like a fun thing that actually really has helped me. I think it was like therapy in a weird way for me. For sure. Um, but yeah, it was like, I want to go do my competitive swimming. I want to go play basketball, but I'm also like, I want to be like wined and dined and, and I want to, and I want to love myself and I want to pleasure myself and I want to do all the like delicious feminine things, you know? Um, and I'm bougie. Like I am a bougie fucker, but I can also go camp in the woods, you know? So I, I get it, babe. You know, I feel that. And I, I resonate so hard with that. And I think, you know, just marrying that a little bit to business and I've definitely had my own journey with that. Right. It's, and, and still, right. There's still parts of me that are coming sure. online, even in my own business, but I feel like this is just such an important message with, you know, the day and the age and the time and like this intersection time space reality of where we're at right now. And humanity is pretty fucked and pretty ripe. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the main message is that, you know, you you don't have to translate yourself to create a business that makes sense, right? It's like, yeah, you, you don't have to translate yourself through a business model to get your expression out to, you know, it's like it's going through all these filters of who you are to just have a business. It's, I think even the word business may, may kind of get us tripped up. It's like, yes, we have an entity, but we, but the business is the masculine structure that just supports our feminine. So Mm -hmm. the more that we can, you know, honor the, the etheric four walls of our business. Yeah. Yeah. The, that are just holding us, um, the easier it will be for us to just give ourselves permission to say, Hey, you know what? Like today I feel like I'm ovulating and I feel like I'm in my bad bitch CEO mode. So I'm going to let her, you know, play maybe two weeks from now when you're totally in your moon and your womb cave, you're, you're really deep in your sensitivity and your tenderness and that's okay too. Right. Um, But there is, you know, there's a, there's a massive courage that comes with that, right. It's not a path that has been walked before and, you know, to sit here and say, yeah, you know, just go and go and share your multidimensional phases and expressions of who you are is a lot easier said than done. Right. Because there is that inner child who's like, but I just want to be loved and liked. And I, and this identity has been loved and liked. So why would I put on another identity? Right. And I just kind of want to, you know, almost soothe anyone's inner child that's kind of coming up right now saying, yeah, that's all exciting, but how the fuck do I do that? Like, how do I give myself permission to do that? And mm-hmm. um, it just, it takes time to, to find safety in your expression and let yourself be seen and witnessed in that. And mm-hmm. yet that is the deep intimacy and the deep connection that we crave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so where could the woman start? Mm. Where could they start? And I know you have your multidimensional muse mastermind, and I'm sure that's an incredible place to get started in that. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so I do feel like being in deep sisterhood has um, healed me in ways that I I wouldn't have got anywhere else. Like, honest to goodness, it is it is potent. It is sacred medicine. And so, yes, I am currently in a launch of a business mastermind, quote unquote, business mastermind. Um, but it's a, it's a multidimensional mastermind, right? And so it, we are not going to leave any part of your life out, you know, all parts of you get to be put on the table, just like all parts of you get to be present in your business. And, um, you know, the one major thing that I'm really passionate about is exactly what we just talked about, letting yourself be held and seen and witnessed in your vulnerability and in your strength and in your behind the scenes and in your relationship and in your personal breakdowns or whatever it is with other sisters who are literally walking that path is so fucking vulnerable, but so much medicine. I was just Mm -hmm. held in my own mastermind. Um, I invested in one for the last 11 months of this year. So pretty much all of this year. Yeah. And it's, it's not the first time I've been in a mastermind, but I, I completed two rounds because I actually wanted to go deeper into my edge of being seen and being witnessed. And, and I think that there's a big thing here um, with committing to not only your growth, but committing to your growth with other people. 
and, yes. and staying when you want to leave. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. sharing yourself when you want to collapse. And I mean, I am an advocate for private coaching and I fucking adore my, my private clients. And I always will always have, they're just phenomenal. And also I encourage everyone to also let themselves be seen and held and witnessed in a group. And this is why this high touch mastermind is, is so powerful because it is an intimate space. It is by application only. So I'm, I'm, I'm intentional for sure of who comes in, um, to create that safe container, but that is, that is solely just like the landing pad. It's, it's like the home base for everyone to just land in that they know that they're safe. They're seen, they're held. They've got sisters on the same path. And then they get to go and shine their light in the world and allow their soul growth to be their business growth as well. And I just, I, I feel like I almost was born to run masterminds (laughs) Um, because it, it, that's, that's what I love. I love that intimate connection, um, high touch container and that community, you know, that sense of, I know these, these women have my back, you know, I know that we're riding together. I know that we're rising together. I know that we're, um, being courageous and vulnerable together. And there's nothing more powerful than just having a group, a container that has the same vision, the same energy, the same momentum. Like it's, it's untouchable. And, um, anyway, (laughs) that's, that's my mastermind energy vibe. (laughs) Oh, so powerful in a nutshell. Um, yeah, so I'm taking applications right now. It'll start in 2022. And I just, I just see this industry really continuing to take off. And, you know, there's, I'm not going to lie. There's so many masterminds out there. There's a million masterminds out there. And I also love that because it just shows how needed they are, you know, how needed it is to just be seen and held and witnessed by other females and the healing that comes from that and the healing that you get to bring forth in your business and the light that just gets to be completely rippled in those spaces is unlike anything else. Like there is nothing more powerful than a group of multidimensional fucking women together who are like, yeah, we're going to do this thing. Mm-hmm. I second that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I hope that gives you skin erection tingle. Oh, it did. (laughs) It gave me so many erections on my body. (laughs) Um, Oh, I love that. And I just, I can't stress it enough for the, the listeners. What Kira is speaking on is so incredibly important. If you've never been inside of a container and a sisterhood and just a space with women who want to see you win and are on the on a similar path, they're not always on the same path, but they're on a similar path. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really is just nothing like it. And it's so healing for this world because women have not been taught to be loved on each other. They've been taught to hate on each other and to shame each other. And there's still a lot of that in this world, but the more we can step into these spaces and these containers and be held by powerful leaders of this work, the more we get to heal the planet. Because I, like you just said, it is truly unmatched the power of those types of containers. Um, So if you haven't experienced it, even if you're listening to this and you're not even in business for yourself, get inside of a container of powerful fucking woman. (laughs) It's oh, honestly, like I just, I don't even think I have words. It's so funny when people are like, explain your mastermind. I'm like, you, you gotta be in it to experience Mm -hmm. it, you know? And like, I know that sounds really cheesy. I mean, yes, we do. You know, my my big thing is I, I do want to marry and, and, and be an advocate for how important it is to do the energy, the soul, the deep, like the inner work to do that and also have strategy and, and also have structures that are in place to support you, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's, yeah. So it, it is a dance of like your inner masculine, your inner feminine, the, the soul, the soul work and the strategy structures, let's call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, you know, it's almost like that's all fine and dandy. <laughs> But the, the, the real juice is coming together in community and sisterhood. And, um, 
And I've even had private clients say to me, you know, before in the past, they're like, I want to, I want to be in this mastermind, but it feels safer to be a private client right now. And those are the ones that I, I literally, I'm like, okay. And your expansion edge is to be seen and to be witnessed. So not only are you going to get, you know, private high touch from me, but now you're going to be get, you're going to be seen and witnessed in front of, you know, other women. And, and that's a space for a business owner to go meet that edge, to go meet themselves there. And, you know, I won't, I will never, um, you know, make a decision for someone, right? Like mm -hmm. this is totally up to you apply if you truly want to be there, but also know as a business owner is relationships are everything. The business yeah. stuff is the business stuff. The mind can figure it out. The logic can figure it out, but the relationships are the key to the game. And so it's like, okay, cool. Well, if the relationships in your life are like, yeah, you know what? I want that type of community. The mastermind is, is totally the place to be. Beautiful. <laughs> and where do you like to hang out the most so they can go find you? Instagram is my jam for sure. Beautiful. Yeah. So Amazing. I know in the show notes, you'll just put all the yummy details. Um, but yeah, Instagram is definitely my jam. I like to think that my Instagram stories are like way better than watching Netflix. And I actually adore, <laughs> yes. adore Instagram stories. Um, yeah, I just, there's such a like creative outlet for me. So I so agree. I, I'm, I'm in this like really love hate relationship with Instagram right now that I'm trying not to give my power to, but like, yeah. I love the creative outlet of it and I love showing up. Like that's my thing, but I'm also like, let me fully show up. <laughs> let me yeah. say the word sex. <laughs> yeah. 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 Instagram's a bit of a funny place in that realm for sure. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> um, amazing well yeah. all of all of your information and all of your links will be in the show notes so ladies listening to this be sure to check this incredible human being out and I always like to ask this one question to all of my podcast guests and I have a feeling I know what your answer might be <laughs> but I'm curious I'm still gonna ask it um, obviously the name of the podcast is pleasurable success so how could the women listening to this podcast make their success a more pleasurable experience? Mm, bring all of you to the table. Yeah. Yes. Just, just let yourself be seen, you know, let it, let the uncomfortable crunchy moments be a catalyst for you to be like, yeah. And guess what? I can still be fucking seen in this. Mm -hmm. All of it, baby. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. This has been such an honor and such a pleasure. Thanks, my love. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend because there's a lot of women, a lot of men, a lot of humans that need to hear this medicine. So go share it with someone you love and I'll see you next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Pleasurable Success Podcast. If you vibed with me and this episode, please be sure to share it with someone who you know will benefit from it and take a little screenshot, post it on IG and be sure to tag me at Sarah Rose underscore D. That way I can say what's up and slide in your DMs. And of course, be sure to subscribe so you can get notified on when the next episode drops and that you're not missing out. Get out there, illuminate this world with your magic, and remember how worthy you are of having it all.